Hi, welcome to Astrobabble. I'm Donna from Donna B Astrology. And I'm Linda from Scullywag Astrology. And today we are going to be talking about the horoscopes for the year ahead for 2023 for Virgo. Mm -hmm. And this is for Virgo Ascendants. We recommend you read your Ascendant sign, but if you're a Virgo moon or sun, you can read it. But if you read your Ascendant sign, it's just so much more accurate. And we've got a video that explains in depth why that is, and I'll put a link to that. And the first planet we're going to be talking about is the malefic Mars. And it is going to, it's in retrograde right now. So it'll be stationing January 12th. And it is in charge of um, burning and separation, bleeding, iron, hot things, um, and aggression and drive. So those are the things that Mars represents. Yeah. Um, Mars has been retrograde since the 30th of October. And it will uh, station direct on the 12th of January. But it's been in the sign of Gemini for a very long time. Usually Mars is in a sign for about six weeks. Because Mars retrograded completely in Gemini, it's been in Gemini since the 20th of August, 2022. And it won't leave Gemini until the 25th of March, 2023. It's a long time for it to be in your 10th house. It's been in your 10th house, and that's your house of career, um, your house of what you're known for. So this is at the top of the chart. Everybody sees it, and they've been seeing you struggle or or be very active. So, you know, that it, Mars does both of those, those things, and it will be moving into your 11th house of friends. So that area of your life, the friends and hopes and dreams will be opening up and having more um, energy to it but it won't last as long as it's been in your 10th house so yeah. that 10th house has been under a bit of strain for what six months it's yeah it's been a while yeah nearly seven months I think yeah and when it was retrograde you probably found that there was frustrations you kind of you wanted to move ahead but you couldn't because that Mars just wants to move forward but it was retrograde, so it had to keep going back and redoing things and kind of having to wait. It just couldn't move forward. So incredibly frustrating. Yeah. It's a it's a hard planet. It's one of the malefics. So mm -hmm. um it, it's meant to be a challenge. Yeah. And particularly if you're born during the day, Mars is the malefic that kind of causes you the most problems. So if you're born during the day, this was probably extra stressful. Uh, as Mars moves into the 11th house, uh, this would probably, it could possibly be a time where there could be, wherever Mars is, you can sometimes get arguments. So you might have kind of a bit of, you know, argumentative kind of atmosphere regarding friends, groups. Um, a good way to try and mitigate that is kind of try and be more active. Use that energy those mars um characteristics in a more positive way like heroic courageous active so yeah if you find that um groups and friends are just not quite working it's also your hopes and dreams in the 11th house and um people that can assist you so just be aware that you might be coming off a little bit more aggressively than you realize around these uh, people Yes, Mars is also in charge of impatience and acting without thinking. So yeah, <laughs> that's that moving out of your 10th house will be helpful. 
Yeah, it certainly will be. And then we have the other malefic, Saturn. And Saturn is worse for people who are born during the night, so between sunset and sunrise. And Saturn is in charge of restriction and no and rules and good foundation as well um, as uh, what's the other, um, you know, structure, you know, Saturn has boundaries. Yes. And that has, that's, that will be in a sign for two years, two, two and a half years each time it, it moves. It's a slow mover. So it's, it's going to be in your, um, it's going to be in the, the sign for, of Pisces for a lot longer than just six weeks or so so mm. get used to it it's good it was um it was it's in Aquarius now and it's going to be moving into Pisces March 7th so it should be a, a shift in, in from your you know it should be a shift that you'll feel going in from the sixth house yeah to the seventh yeah uh one good thing so, with it moving from the sixth house into the seventh the sixth house is like the house of our illnesses it's also daily routines pets and employees or people you work with so restrictions and limitations setbacks regarding that sort of thing should start to ease unfortunately though it does move into your seventh house as we're talking about with mars if you can look for the positive in it if you can try and use that to build a solid, dependable, uh, good family relationships. Sorry, what was that? Good relationships, good solid relationships. Yeah. It's yeah. that's what Saturn can can help with. Yeah, you need Saturn in relationships to give that stability. So, yeah. Um, so it's and it won't be in full strength anymore because it's it's leaving it's leaving its own rulership sign so pisces it's not as strong as it's as saturn has been so that should be a little bit of lightness to it yeah yeah but no it'll be good to get it out of the six and you know like at least those boundaries and um we won't call them restrictions and limitations. We're going to call them, I don't know. <laughs> what are we Structure and rules. <laughs> We're going to call them stability. <laughs> We're going to call them containment. I, I, I'm not sure. But, yeah, you've got that stability in relationships. You know, you've got that comfort of the known and, you know, that'll be interesting. Then the next planet we have that we'll be talking about is Pluto and Pluto stays in the sign for a very, very, very long time. It, it really moves. It stays in the sign for at least 10 at years, least 14 to 30, well, I was going to say 10 to 20 years. It, it's so it, depending on where it is, will be how long it's, it's in a sign. And, and here it will be in a sign for 14 years. You said, I think about 21 or no, I think it's 21 years that it's mm. going to be in Aquarius. Yeah. So it was in uh it was in Capricorn for only 14. That's uh, I think it'll be about 16 about once it's done. Because even though Pluto moves into Aquarius in March this year, 2023, it will actually duck back into Capricorn from the 11th of June and it will stay there till the 20th of January 2024, and it will go back into Aquarius. But from the first of September 2024, 
it will go back into, you know, the late degrees of Capricorn and it won't leave Capricorn until the 19th of November 2024. So if you've got planets or chart points in the late degrees of um, Capricorn or potentially even Cancer, Aries or Libra because, you know, they're opposite and square that degree, you could have some issues still. But, yeah, that's just the way it goes with Pluto. It It's very, very slow moving, takes about 250 years to go all the way around the Zodiac. And, yeah. So not everybody experiences it <laughs> right there in their houses. So And so Pluto is in charge of intensity. It's in charge of change. It's in charge of getting rid of the stuff that no longer serves you and gets gets it out of your, it moves it out of your life. And that is challenging to a lot of people because you know if pluto stays in a sign for so long it, it gets used to having certain things there and then when it's trying to move things out it's it can be very disruptive or unsettling you know type of yeah energy so <laughs> i've heard it described as like you know the butterfly and the chrysalis you know it's got to break down everything and become goo before it can reformulate itself and emerge as a butterfly you know it's not overnight it's it takes time yeah you get you you'll understand what it is and right now it's in your um fifth house if you're um a virgo rising so it's in your fifth house and it's going to be moving into your sixth house and that could be um you know uh something to do with pets it could also do something to do with something with your health and it can as well be something with like if you employ people yeah yeah or or if you are a service worker yourself it might be it mm. might be it might be that yeah because it's service to others as well which quite often includes nurses doctors firefighters policemen or police people i should say yeah moving out of the fifth uh fifth house could have been interesting could have had something to do with your children creativity socializing romance what you do for fun so those things were all being transformed in some way and but yeah this is going to be challenging moving into the six because you know the six is a, a more difficult house so but yeah it, it should be worth it in the long run like donna said it's getting rid of what no longer kind of benefits you i suppose but that can feel yeah. traumatic sometimes so we don't want to minimize that it's going to be a walk in the park, but ultimately it should be for the better. Your, if, to your benefit. And you may have um, planets that, while Pluto is moving through the late degrees of Capricorn and Aquarius, if it's making aspects, particularly to personal planets, you're going to feel this more. You know, it's not going to be like, oh my goodness, you know, the next 21 years is just going to be hell. No. It's not the case of that. It's mainly when it's making connections to um, different planets in your chart. Uh, and, and sometimes they're horrible. Sometimes horrible things happen for bad reasons or no good reason. You know, so if you have a Pluto aspect and something horrific or horrible happened to you, you know, yeah, I, I just don't want to imply that that was for the good or anything like that. But generally speaking, Pluto should transform the topics of that house in a positive way in the end, generally speaking, not 
that if you have a really trying and difficult transit from Pluto that that was meant to be or uh, yeah I, I just don't like the sound of that very very good I, I agree I agree Pluto is a hard planet anyway on to something much nicer Jupiter Jupiter is the greater benefic it is the planet that wants you to expand it wants you to grow bigger it wants you to you know have more of a worldly open view so that's what Jupiter brings. Jupiter is currently in your eighth house and will be going into your ninth house on uh, May 16th. So, um, you know, from your eighth house is in charge of, you know, uh, other people's money. So you might have gotten some bonuses from your either wills and trusts or loans might have come in and uh, yeah, Jupiter is the other, it, it, it will be in two signs for you this year it'll be in Aries and Taurus so Aries Jupiter and Aries is when we are starting with Jupiter in 2023 that could give you a little bit more of drive where Taurus is going to give you I think more things that are more tangible with Jupiter yeah I agree and it'll be moving into you know your ninth house May 16th so that is definitely a bonus to look forward to and it will stay in Taurus until throughout the rest of the year yeah Taurus uh in ninth house is a nice position it's associated with foreigners foreign travel other cultures religion beliefs the law publishing higher education these are all subjects that Jupiter is kind of closely aligned with itself so yeah not that we believe in the 12 letter alphabet you know that puts Sagittarius which is ruled by Jupiter as the ninth house ruler but sometimes they do kind of line up quite nicely so yeah no that'll be nice Jupiter in the ninth I think um and Jupiter in the eighth can be fun too you know maybe an inheritance or you know some windfall from a, a partner like you said yeah Jupiter is a it's a nice planet it, especially if you are a day chart mm -hmm. and for people with a night chart Venus is your benefic she's your lucky planet so we start off with Venus in Capricorn at the beginning of the year and then she quickly moves into Aquarius on the 2nd of January she'll be there till the 26th of January and she'll be in your sixth house the sixth house can be it can be a troublesome house it can be a little bit difficult it's associated with things like illness also pets and uh, employees it can be your daily routines and that as well so where Venus goes same with Jupiter they tend to bring gifts or benefits of some sort and in Aquarius maybe it will kind of lessen perhaps if there have been illnesses and yeah you know work working with uh, co-workers or people that um work for you should be more harmonious at this time and then she will move into Pisces into your seventh house January 26th and um you know in your seventh house you're going to have the benefic uh helping you with your one-on-one -on -one relationships which is very very nice Venus is known as the bright one and she shows it in the seventh house in Pisces especially because mm. Pisces she is exalted in so yeah. that will be very nice to for uh for the Virgos yeah this is 
this is like a real bright spot, particularly for romance and, well, relationships. Because it's not just um, romantic partners either. It can be business partners or it can be really, really close friends. So all one-on-one relationships, you know, whether that's with a client or whatever. So, yeah. Then she moves into Aries from the 20th of February to the 16th of March. Aries, uh, Venus in the 8th house could bring you benefits through a partner because the 8th house is the second house from the 7th. So it's the income and finances and resources of a partner, whether that's a business partner or a romantic partner. There might be, yeah, a bonus, whether that's from a partner, whether that's kind of a bigger tax check than you expected or insurances, you know, come through for you or an inheritance. So very nice. And then on on March 16th, she'll be moving into your ninth house. And that's where she's going to go back into her own sign, Taurus. And the ninth house has, you know, a lot to do with publishing, legal matters as well. And she'll be in that house till April 11th. And then and on the 11th, she'll move into Gemini, which is your 10th house. And that's going to be your house of career. And the house of career... Um, you know, getting a benefic into it, you know, you might get recognized at work, you might get a promotion. These will be good things that will happen to you at work or what you're known for. Yeah. And just um, briefly going back, Venus in the ninth, sometimes you can kind of fall for somebody from a different country or a different culture from you. Yeah. Uh, Venus in the tenth, sometimes, you know, romance in the workplace. And then um, from the 7th of May to the 5th of June, we're going to have Venus in Cancer, which will be in the 11th. And this is nice. This is groups, friends, and organizations. It's also people that can assist you. So, yeah, this is just a harmonious time with people like that. You may receive some benefit or gift through a friend or group, or it could be somebody, you know, particularly a woman assisting you. Uh, in your career in some way or it could be romance with um, somebody you know through a group or friends very nice then on june 5th she's going to move into the 12th house in leo and that is a house where she's going to be and that's she's going to be retrograde in that house now to the 12th house is the house known for um being in going away or, you know, going into an institution of some type, whether it's prison or uh, an academy, even, I mean, boarding school, just, just being away from your normal setting could also be hospital, monastery, rehab, mm -hmm. a monastery. Rehab. Yeah. 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 Places, places like that. So, um, and she's going to be there until October 8th. So that's a long time for Venus usually to reside in a sign, but this is, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it should be a benefit. Maybe it's something that you need to be, you know, to go away and either it, you could even be writing a book, to, but it's going to be a benefit to you. Mm. Hopefully <laughs> that's the idea. Yeah, when Venus is retrograde, which she will be from the 22nd of July to the 3rd of September, we tend to be reevaluating uh, Venusian type topics. So this could be romance or um, relationships and affections. It can be our values, our personal values. And it can also relate to things like beauty and art. So 
traditionally, this is not a good time to be starting a relationship. And if we take the retrograde shadow period into account, it would be from the 19th of June to the 7th of October. So between those dates, if you're starting a new relationship, it may not go the distance. You might uh, beat the odds, but traditionally it's kind of like, no, it doesn't, it, it just doesn't seem to work. Everybody at the same time will be reassessing their values, how they are in relationships and that. And it will be in different houses for different people. But yeah, just something to be aware of. Yeah. Um, and then on June or on October 8th, she'll be going into your first house, Virgo. And this should be a good time to uh, get a wardrobe, um, get some new clothes, um, jewelry, a new hairstyle, some, something that's going to benefit and be a benefit to you as an individual, because the the first house is the house of self, and that's where we're represented and, um, you know, to the rest of the world. So, you know, with Virgo, with Venus in there, uh, she's not in her, in her wonderful strength but she does have a little bit of strength as in it being in your first house yeah and then venus moves into libra which she will have strength because she rules libra that will be from the 8th of november to the 4th of december so that will be in your second house which is a really nice house to have a benefic in this is your house of income finances and your resources right. yeah you might benefit from like a bonus at work or maybe a windfall from somewhere or maybe you'll be gifted something you know perhaps you know something that's useful to you um, a resource of some sort very nice and then december 4th she's going to be going into your third house to from december 4th to december 29th so that's most of the uh a good portion of the holiday spirit period. So, and and in Scorpio, it's she's not in her she's not in her best house. She is in detriment here. She's not going to be shining as well, but she will be able to bring uh, good qualities to the third house topics of um, short distance travel, um, it, early education, as well as how you would communicate, and uh, even with uh, your brothers and sisters and cousins, that's, that's also represented in the third house. So some good things for the holiday season for next year. Yeah. And then we finish up the year with Venus and Sagittarius in your fourth house of home. So this includes your parents, your home, your living situation, your heritage, homeland, real estate matters. So you may have some benefit through one of those people or one of those topics. Very nice. Oh, the eclipses. There's going to be four of them in 2023 for you. So, well, for everybody. And <laughs> so the first one's going to be a solar eclipse happening on April 20th. And this is going to happen in your eighth house. Um, this is going to be more outwardly showing where the lunar eclipses are more internal kind of changes. Um, and the lunar eclipse is going to happen May 5th, and that's going to be happening in your third house. You've had a little bit of these topics before because the eclipses have been happening in Scorpio-Taurus axis, where it's now changing to the Aries-Libra um, axis. But it's but this last um, or this lunar eclipse in May is going to happen in your third house. So you might be wrapping up in 
figuring out what the eclipses were happening, what, what they were trying to do or change in your third house. That's where you'll feel them. Yeah. And um, then we have uh, the solar eclipse on the 14th of October. That will be the first one in Libra that will be in your second house. So this is associated with your income, your personal finances and your resources. So that will be interesting. Eclipses are kind of a little bit of a strange energy sometimes. They can bring sudden shocking changes sometimes. It kind of just upends everything in some way sometimes. If you have planets or chart points that are closely conjunct opposing or squaring the eclipse degrees you're probably more likely to feel it than if it just happens to be in say for example your second house if you had um a planet at 21 degrees of libra then yeah you're probably really going to feel it in your second house uh the lunar eclipse will be on the 28th of october and that will be the final taurus uh eclipse for a while and that will be in your ninth house which is to do with um, things that are far or distant from us in that it could be foreigners or people from uh, overseas, but it's also higher education, esoteric subjects like tarot or astrology. It's the law and publishing, higher education. So, yeah, we're kind of moving from... Um, topics to do with home and what's close to us family our local neighborhood short distance travel and long distance travel foreigners and philosophy law all those sorts of things too there's going to be more of focus on what is my money my income my resources and other people's money income and resources and shared finances and resources so mm. Definitely a shift. Yeah, that should be interesting. So that is the 2023 Virgo horoscope. We hope you find it helpful. Uh, if you're not already subscribed, we do uh, full moon and new moon horoscopes every month. So about every two weeks, we've got a new video up about what's happening in the skies, what happens with, you know, that current full or new moon. We also look at where the planets are, what they're doing, how they're interacting with each other and explain that in a little bit more detail. So, yeah. Hmm. Donna, where can people find you and what services are you offering? Um, you can get a hold of me at DonnaBeeAstrology.com. I have my contact information on my website there. And I do natal readings, uh, year in advance readings, I do uh, horary and electional readings, as well as I work with stones and crystals for supportive health care. Yeah. Nice. And Linda, what do you do and where can people get a hold of you? I'm at Scullywag Astrology and I do natal readings. I do relationship readings and year ahead readings. So, yeah. Um, Wonderful. Yeah, and please, if you're watching this and, you know, particularly if it's a little bit later in the year and like something happened, you're like, oh my God, that happened or drop us a comment. We'd love to hear how different people are experiencing the different energies with the sky. That's how we all learn. So, hmm. Sounds great. Mm-hmm.
So take care. I hope 2023 is good to you, Virgo. Ciao. Thank you. Happy New Year, Virgo.